For once, I was here before you. Whoa! Who the hell would have thought that would happen? I am completely shocked. I am shocked as well. I, uh, I'm that I, yeah, I'm baffled. But I, I, I got yeah. by that stupid Zoom voice every time. <laughs> we, we should give her. We should give the like the robot a name. I know she's coming. I know she says. Your recording has started, but every time, and I make sure my volume is down, every time I jump out of my seat. <laughs> we should call, we've got to call the recording something. I'm not sure. Like, I don't what, know. We could take a poll or something from our following and just be like, okay, well, how would you, what kind of name would be right to describe this voice coming on to tell us we've started recording? I just have lots of bad words in my head right now, so... <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, well, welcome to Getting Juicy. Welcome to Getting Juicy. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Uh, that's not supposed to sound... It's just the Jewish bread. Hala. It's Yeah. Hala, hala, hala. Um, we have a lovely guest on our show today, and his name is Chris Menzies. Chris Menzies, I was, I was trying to make up a word for him. Cause I'm like, he's not, he's not yet a motivational speaker. I, I feel like he will one day become one, but he, he's like a motivational messenger. That's oh. what, that's, that's, I just made that up. I, I like that. that. Like he's like, he's the messenger for the future or something. <laughs> so maybe that was a weird laugh. Um, <laughs> it's just like, he's a positivity maker. That's kind of what I mean. Uh, okay. Okay, that's kind of. I was thinking like messenger, as in like messages or posts on social media. Yeah. Um, He's a very positive person, and he basically, not that long ago, within the last month, quit his very stable job to work for himself. And he works for Arbonne. So he has his own business with Arbonne. Uh huh. And he is a personal trainer. And he's just a huge, he's a huge advocate for, like, like I just said, but I'll say it in a different way for spreading positive vibes and for spreading love. And he's just, he's a very wonderful person to speak with. So I'm excited to speak with Chris today. We've known each other for many years. Um, Yeah. So he's hopping on in a moment. I did also want to start talking maybe with in the show, actually start to talk about, um, like guest updates. Uh huh. I thought that would be kind of neat. So I think that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. So I know sometimes we just like spitball ideas live on the show. Isn't that interesting? I know exactly. And without hitting each other in the face, it's great. No, because we can't. We're not in the same room. I wish. Um, <laughs> headbutt. Um, yeah. So no, and I, the reason why I thought that is because yesterday I actually saw two of our previous guests in the same day in person and so it made me think about wanting to do an update so the first one I saw was Ben and Julia so we've had Ben on the show uh twice and we had him on with his partner once yes. and of course now you're gonna be like okay which episodes are they Rachel I'll have to go back and I can't recall off the top of my head um but he lives with a very um a very devastating uh disease called scleroderma it's an autoimmune disease and he has gone back and forth and back and forth. He's only 40. His health has gone from like literally getting, barely getting out of the trenches, so to speak, to like being 
great, which he is right now. So that was my update. He's doing fantastic. He actually ended up going to the Vancouver General Hospital oh, uh, in, the, wow. in the past couple of weeks, and they've put um, a line to actually feed his medication directly into his bloodstream. So since doing that, and not mm-hmm. knock on wood and all those things, I just, yeah, just an update on, on Ben. He's doing great. Like I said, I saw him yesterday. He has so much more energy. He's oh, good. walking around without his walker. He's he's doing well. So that's Yay, the- Ben. Yay. Yeah. And the second update is Susanna Campos, which we had on earlier on from I Am More Shoes and Accessories, and she just had a baby. Congratulations. So it's like, it's cool because now we've had the podcast for just over a year. Yeah. To see, you know, progressions and and talk about updates of guests. So I thought. Well, yeah. And here's another one as well that you might have met on scene is Jono. uh, Babic from Australia of the Desperately Seeking Podcast. He actually um, brought his podcast to a close, so he's finished recording it. Oh, well, that's a bit of a sadder update. Yes, yeah. yes, but uh, but as a shout out to him for doing everything with uh, recording his dating life in Australia through the pandemic so valiantly, so boldly uh, to please show that support. So. Absolutely. Now, is this because, so Jono was on one of our very first episodes as a guest. um, And it is like one of those, if you want to go back and listen or watch it, it's like getting juicy after dark. So watch it uh, and have the volume up when your kids are in the room, you know, just saying. So that's (laughs) Yes. I would like to be able to do more after dark episodes and stuff. And I guess in the near future, our episodes will be after dark, especially in the fall and the winter. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's yeah. a, a pretty uh, wild episode, that one. But I thought maybe he stopped doing the podcast because he found a partner. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he did. Oh, no. Maybe you never was, know. Because what he always would do is he compare them to favorite famous celebrities. So I think one of them was the last one I think he talked about, but that was a long time ago, was Bob's. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> so he's yes. like. He didn't want to, he, he wanted them to be anonymous. So he'd say, this is not Bob Saget, but it reminded him of Bob Saget. Yeah. <laughs> or like not Joe Jonas. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know. That's amazing. Well, I'm excited to meet Chris. Um, I did take a look at what he's up to. And it seems like he, as you said, is very um, optimistic, positive, happy, and uh, really living. I, I mean, I don't hate saying it, but I just find it's very overused, but living their truth. Yeah, I knew you're gonna. I thought you're either gonna say that or living his best life. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? At least we could do like you know Paris Hilton and be like slaying, you know, slaying and living. They're all honestly, I love. I actually do like that better than better too. Right? What hot and huge? Oh no! I. What's <laughs> the second you said? She okay. She was like, "That's hot," and then she would be like, "Oh my god, that's so huge." Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> god. Oh my god. Yeah. And a quick shout out because I'm wearing it. I keep looking at it in the in the in the camera to the North Okanagan Apparel Company um, where I live, and uh, they have these very cozy um, V neck or crew neck, excuse me, I should say, uh, sweatshirts and uh, very much advocates of the indigenous uh, peoples. Um, up here so I, I don't know if any money goes towards um their uh, towards that that group i'm not quite sure but anyway they're just a great great company all around so that's awesome yeah 
But uh, yeah, so do to do to do. What else is going on with you lately? Oh well, you know what? <laughs> well, it sounds like a com- a start of a comedy routine. Yeah. Down with you lately? Well, uh, let's see. I freaked myself out because I- <laughs> this is maybe too much information. I was like. Oh my God, why is your urine bright yellow? Like really bright yellow. Ooh, like a chartreuse? Like, yeah, like bright. And like, I'm like, like a topaz. Like a tope, sure, like a topaz, yeah. But do you ever do these things where you, where you, you're like, have a moment of like, what the fuck? And then you remember, oh yeah, I just started taking more B vitamin or like, I uh, yeah. More B12, yeah. right? And then, or like if you had a bunch beats the night before i was just gonna say that yes you're like what you look and not that like i inspect my poop and my urine all the time but you know you kind of like happen to look down you're like whoa um that shouldn't how did i eat yeah yeah and they're like oh yeah the beats yeah (laughs) perfect timing (laughs) right love that that. look at that photo oh my god damn hello how are you guys doing very well. How are you? Fantastic. Hero, just meeting you for the first time. Just meeting you for the first time, but I feel like I've heard a bit about you from Rachel and looking at your Instagram and excited to meet you virtually face-to-face. Fantastic. Yeah, likewise. You're in Toronto, I understand. Um, I was in Toronto uh, visiting for on a trip, and I will be moving to Toronto in the first half of November, so back oh, in wow. Vancouver for now. Congratulations. Beautiful over there. Thank you. And you're in North Vancouver, I right hear. I am. I've actually been here most of my life. I lived for a brief period in downtown Vancouver, but that was short-lived. It seems I always get attracted back to North Vancouver. It's a beautiful space, and Rachel can definitely attest to that. Yes, I can. Yes, I was the same way until I was like, fuck this shit. I can't afford (laughs) If you want to buy... Anyway, yeah, it's not about me. This is not about me. Um, But welcome, Chris, to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. On... And I know if you, if you listen to our, our intro to our guests, and we do talk about our guests, obviously, but then we do talk about some kind of weird, wacky things. So I'm, I apologize. We did talk about a bit about poop and urine just before you popped on. Oh, great. I'm, I'm sorry I missed it. <laughs> awesome. You'll be, you'll, you can watch it back if you really want. Um, no. So anyway, yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And I was just saying, I think I've made up a new terminology for you. So I was saying that I was saying that you're not quite yet a motivational speaker, but I feel like you're going to be. One. I appreciate that in training, I suppose. Yeah. Speaker in training. So I called you. You're a motivational messenger. Perfect. I love it. I might adopt that. Okay. So that's that's what I called you um, because I really do feel like that's what comes across when I talk to you and just no pressure. It's like oh god, now I've got to be on. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. That's kind of, um, you know, what I, what kind of comes across to me, but the biggest thing, um, is just your, your love of humans and just wanting people to be, and I, I we were trying to think of like a better, better words than saying living your truth and living your best self. Cause I, they're just so overused. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, I would, I would say it's, it's almost a path of, I just, I just did a, a video on this. It's, you know, we, we, as humans, we always have two choices when it comes to decision making or acting or anything and it's either out of fear or out of love so i like to speak and encourage and 
you know, try and get people to see how to act out of love over fear, because fear is such a palpable feeling in all of our lives. It's around every corner and there's no way to get away from fear. You know, I say like fear is, fear is always going to be on our road trip in life, but you don't, it doesn't get a say as to the direction and it needs to sit in the back seat. So it's all about choosing love over fear. That's kind of, whenever I speak about anything, it always has that sort of message in mind. Absolutely. I like that a lot actually. And now, and I, I kind of, well, we always like to have our guests kind of take the opportunity to actually introduce themselves. I know you don't really know what we just said about you, but I, I did talk. I'm going to watch it back. (laughs) And I mean, the biggest thing too is, you know, you and I have been talking a few times over the past few weeks and just, um, you know, what, what does it take and, uh, you know, your journey of going from maybe a so-called safe space or place of perfectly described, right? Like of being, um, in this very, the word stable, I mean, nothing in life is really stable, but for lack of better words, stable job, stable, you know, uh, maybe a bubble of, of what you were doing for so many years, what you knew, and then just completely breaking away. And just in the past, how long has it been now? Like a a month maybe of working for yourself. So honestly, not even it's been, it's been two weeks since I've kind of, kind of been on this new path. I mean, I, I started on my new journey or moving towards it about eight months ago. Um, I don't know how deep you want me to go into my story, but I can sort of go as, go as deep as your soul. Okay. Go as deep. Okay. Um, well, yeah. So first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm Chris Menzies. I am uh, a certified personal trainer and behavior change specialist. Um, I wasn't always that I, you know, rewind, rewind, rewind. I grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba with my family. My dad was always an entrepreneur. He was always working. That was my sort of um, view of him. Not that he was absentee by any means. I always felt the love had a great, great upbringing, blessed in a lot of, a lot of ways. So I, I always like to mention that um, his career ended up taking us to Vancouver, BC. So we were um, living here since I was in grade five. So most of my life has been here in Vancouver. And, um, you know, I, I always thought and still think to today, but when I was 13 years old and my brother was 11, my dad came out to our family as gay. And it was funny because he always calls, you know, he, throughout the years, he'd call family meetings, he called them, but it was usually for something good. My, my brother actually thought we were getting a puppy. so way off um (laughs) wow (laughs) anyways he he came out i don't really remember a lot from that moment i just remember him delivering the news and then i ran into the other room and my mom chased after me and and uh all i remember saying is i thought we had the perfect family in my mind our family was coming to an end i mean i've done a lot of reading on this since then 13 years old is a very tricky age for news like that of any kind it could be you know coming out it could be divorce of some kind anyways um i now know years later that that was actually the best thing that could have happened my parents are so happy now and you know my mom wrote a book uh, sort of to to dump all of this out from her perspective Mm -hmm. and um 
when I read that book, I've only read it once. I'm, I'm, I'll go back and read it again, but it was a really tough read to see what she was going through in her, in her own mind. And, um, anyways, I'll, I'll keep that part short, but we now, we have Christmas dinners together, Thanksgiving dinners. My dad's husband comes over. My mom's new husband comes over. It's like modern families, like seriously. Um, and it's just unbelievably, uh, blessed situation. So anyways, we'll fast forward. I, um, I met, uh, I met a girl named Chantelle in 2012 and we moved very fast. We moved in together after about a year and we were engaged eight months after that. We were married a year after that and then we were pregnant shortly after that. So everything was moving very fast. So we had our, our first boy five years ago and we had our second boy a little under three years ago. Um, but in March of last year, we made a decision to split and, um, you know, not, no, for no other reason than our seas were parting and we were just better parents than partners, but we always had in mind, you know, she has one spectrum of divorce. I have the other spectrum of divorce and we always kept that one in mind. So very happy to report that we are the best of friends today, co-parenting very successfully. We do the family dinner thing. We have family day once a month. But through that experience, you know, even though it was done in the best way possible, and I like to preach that message to people that it can be done when you remove ego from the situation and focus on what's really important, this can be achieved yeah. very easily. Um, yeah. But I just had this moment of, you know, what am I doing with my life? I had always felt this, this dissatisfaction with career and that I was being, you know, I was sort of, you know, I've been with my dad's business. I've worked with him since I was nine years old. He had me filing in his first company. And then I've been with his companies ever since. And I love business, but you know, I was always kind of following him. I felt I was just kind of doing that safe route, like Rachel, you were saying at the beginning. And I just had this moment of just no more. We get one life. It's so important to recognize what you're passionate about in here and just have that courage, let go of fear, yeah. choose love and, and, uh, and do it. So I started on a path of, of becoming a health and wellness coach. So I've gotten certified in personal training and behavior change, as you can probably tell, is very <laughs> passionate to me. And here we are today. So sorry, I barely took a breath there. No, you completely are where you're meant to be. And I'm definitely the same way as you, heart in my sleeve, just open, like receptive, willing, and uh, lots of parallels for sure with exactly everything you talked going on in my life right now. And I think in Rachel, in her transition to Vernon and everything that she had to go through and lean into herself and everything else to the universe. So I think it's timely that you're talking about these uh, elements of change and transition and how to navigate relationships with grace and also feeling those uh, emotions and the pain that comes with those um i would say taking the high road as well mm. um and so I mean, that a lot of elements that i've had to go through lately so that speaks really deeply to me so i think our audiences and our your audiences will appreciate you opening up in this way and taking the ability to just be raw to be open and to say hey this is me no attachments no motives just this is what i've 
been through and hopefully helps others that might be going through something similar, you know? So yeah, I think yeah, there's that's a lot a great, to gain from that. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great point. And I'll just, I'll build on that by saying, you know, you'll see a lot of my social media is geared towards this. And I feel like in a day and age, you know, social media is everybody's highlight reel. I feel like there's very few people who are just putting kind of their authentic selves out there and speaking a little bit more. So that idea of fear and doubt in their selves, I mean, I could easily scroll on this right now and find a million reasons to be like, Oh, am I on the right path? Do I look good enough? Am I doing this the right way? But you know, you people have to really check their relationship with Facebook and get very comfortable with yourself. That's why I say personal growth. You have to do it every day. Personal growth is like showering. If you don't do it, you know, if you don't shower, your body's going to get dirty. If you don't do personal growth, your mind is going to get dirty. So you really have to do it every day. Yeah. I like that analogy, actually. Um, There's something it's well, there's I just learned a bunch of things about you that I had no idea about. So thank you for sharing those things, because I feel like Maybe I, I could be wrong, but I feel like I haven't really maybe actually maybe for like a long time necessarily been very open and vocal about that on your social media or I'm not sure if that's true, but I feel like I haven't. Yeah. So I, I yeah. That. Um, and then I, w- I was also going to say that you because you just said about choosing love and you learn that from your dad. Mm-hmm. He Absolutely. Cho- he chose he did. And he's, it sounds like he's been doing that and, he, and you got a, such a good example of that. It's such a um, transitional age for lack of better term we're talking yeah. about, but 13 years old. I mean, that's like, you know, you, you really are. I mean, in Judaism, they say that's when you become a man. I think that's kind of ludicrous. That's way too young to be. Oh, a- it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like that's wild. 13. I, I, I can't even imagine being called a man at 13 maybe not even 25 but that's another exactly conversation exactly you've had you've had some incredible um influences in your life and mentors it sounds like and you know so sorry go ahead no i i just you mentioned my dad and that's mentor number one i mean i didn't realize to what degree until later in life until i you know, you grow up, you have kids and you now are able to kind of see things from the eyes of your parents back then. You know, I can remember a million times where I'm like, oh, you know, mom, you, you just don't, you just don't know how it is. You just don't know, you know, like we are all worldly and experience things that they've never experienced before. And, um, yeah, so my dad is, is that, that moment where the the courage that it took for him at that time think about that that's that's still the 90s that was 97 or 98 yeah coming coming out although still very difficult today that the the uh the platform or the stage if you will to come out then was just so much more difficult you know and for him to do that, you know, he's, it's kind of like a, a superpower. He's a, he's a, he's a superhero for recognizing in him. I asked him years later, I said, dad, when, when did you know that you were gay? And he said he knew when he was 19. Yeah. Wow. So the fact that I am here and that even my brother is here because he's younger than me is wild to me. Yeah. They got pregnant on the first try. 
for both. Wow. To put yourself in that framework to, to, you know, do that, you know, with someone who you love dearly. Like my, my, my dad wanted to marry my mom because they were best friends and he was still trying to figure out what was going on with him. But his desire to have a family mm. was outweighing his desire to figure out what was going on inside him. So wow. the fact I'm here is just a, a complete blessing. Actually, I need to, I really need to keep that in the forefront of my mind as I'm doing affirmations when I wake up as part of my kind of routine. I really need to include that. But see, I feel that. I feel that from you. Maybe it's not like a, a conscious thing for yourself, but does that story is it sounds like that's that's what's the driving force behind you yeah honestly but it's uh with that being said so you're when did your parents get together then like how old were how old was you know if your dad felt that way since he was 19 i'm, I'm just curious they got together in their early early 20s they went to high school together um they might have started dating just around the the time that he figured things out now that i think about it um yeah, they were. Uh, wow. Yeah, early twenties, I wow. would say. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then another thing that was, and I, I don't want to, you know, throw or bring Hero into with his past, but you know, when you're saying about being 13 years old, and and Hero isn't that kind of when you had a lot of stuff happen. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, like at 13 and no, you're not roping me in at all. I mean, at 13, I agree when you're kind of in that pre-adolescent phase, uh, male or female or whatever you are, uh, there's definitely a lot of changes that happen chemically and neurologically, you know? And so I lost my brother to cancer when I was 13 and he was my older brother and I didn't have any other siblings. So when he got diagnosed when I was around 11 and a half or 12, and then he passed away when I was around 13, 13 and a half or no, 12 and a half, I guess. No. 13 and a half so my bar mitzvah so wow yeah so for that to happen and then in terms of sexuality like i already knew i was gay from the moment i was out of the womb and then but when i turned about not 10 or 11 i already knew and verbalized it when i was around 11 or 12 but nonetheless you know as you just pointed out for those things to happen at those ages you kind of start to have that change of shit now i've got to go through my own adolescence and figure out how to navigate the life that i'm supposed to not even know that much about yet and you almost have all this information that you don't quite know how to unpack and how to apply this wisdom you just kind of figure it out and you're always in that state of fear you're in that state of anxiety that fight or flight response is so ingrained within you to just survive and how is how is your support system thank you that Thankfully, it was incredible, you know, and, oh, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm grateful for that. I had my parents, of course, and my mother, for sure, my dad, and I had my, a couple close friends, but really it was my parents um, and Amazing. the three of us really leaning on each other. So, and lots of therapy, nonstop therapy, for sure. I'm a huge proponent of therapy, by the way. I've been in yeah. therapy for, it started for a reason, but it's continued just because it's amazing, you know, and amazing. I just... I don't go all the time, but I'm certainly not afraid to go for a tune-up or something. There's something about that impartial third party that is just, yeah. you can't explain to people. People are so fearful of, of therapy. So mm -hmm. if you are, don't be, because it's going to be the most freeing experience of your yeah. life. It's, it's true. I do, I do recall like being when I was, I mean, again, it was 2001 and, you know, it wasn't as, 
um, mental health, I think, was still stigmatized a bit more, not a bit more, a lot more than it was now. And I remember needing a therapist at that time. I was 18, you know, and um, and I think because getting now, like, because, like getting a therapist, because everybody, most people are just so open about it. And it's a great thing to do. It's you don't have to hide it. Whereas I felt like I had to hide that fact, like something was majorly wrong with me. And, you know, that was uh, unfortunately uh, how I was introduced to it. Right. But, you know, these days it's a little bit different. And with that being said, now that you have two little guys, Chris, um, and then just speaking about the things that happened to you at 13, do you feel like um, your, I guess your draw to who, whom or the age groups or demographics that you like to help in your life, do you think that it might get down to maybe helping children and adolescents? And is that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great, actually timely question that you're, that you're asking that. Um, first of all, I'm open to help whoever. Whoever wants to have a conversation is, you know, is is beautiful because for me, I'm not living in any kind of regret. I don't live in regret. I believe everything happens for a reason at the perfect time for you as an individual. So I preface that by saying, you know, if I had have been who I am right now 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I just briefly think, what would my life look like today if I was able to have that courage? So the idea that I could potentially assist someone realizing this type of a mentality then brings me just such happiness. So anyways, timely question, because my mom, I'm not sure if you can hear that, but I have some, okay, fantastic. There's some, some work going on in the garden back there. Um, my mom's neighbor uh, was talking to to her about you know the struggles their son is having you know he he smokes a lot of pot and he's dealing with with some some depression issues where you know i i i don't judge you on whether you smoke pot or not it's about is your relationship good with it if your relationship is fine with it then then fine but if it's not which it sounds like it is with this this kid he's going through just a lot of that adolescent stuff that hero was just talking about and um you know i said to my mom i said taught you know i work with them they're they're clients of mine in my health and wellness business i said you know talk to them if, if i'd be happy to come over and and have a conversation with them and and find out a little bit about what he's he's um dealing with maybe share some stories of my own because for way too many years than I that I care to admit on here I smoke pot and again no judgment but I got to a point last year where I just the the relationship was no longer good it was it was getting me in my head it was I had you know confidence issues and I had um social anxiety issues and things like that so um yeah short answer is I'd mm-hmm. like to help you know whoever needs it adolescents adults whoever right Right, right, right. And I mean, again, I think it's wonderful that you're not connect. You're not a. You're not kind of putting yourself in a niche as far as the demographics you might end up serving, uh, but more about the cause of the person and looking at the person as a whole. Because I think people yeah. can tend to, and it's fine if they do. I mean, like, there's reasons for specializations, and I think you need to know your place. But the fact that you're generalizing yourself, I think, is great because your skills and your life experiences can be. Uh, tangible they can be they can be transferred to so many different people no matter what their background or what their walk of life might be right 
Yeah, absolutely. So with, and so just to the health and wellness part of uh, fitness and those kinds of things. So you've been a personal trainer for, you're saying maybe you haven't been a personal trainer forever, but you were always very intrigued by and, and, you know, did your own personal training, but how long have you actually been certified? Yeah. So certified um, for it's only been six months, seven months since I've been officially certified. However, I've been informally in this industry for over 15 years now and more on the nutrition side over the last decade. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's, I was debating whether or not to, to get the credential because I'm a, you know, I've been doing it a long time and, Anyways, from a business perspective, it made sense. And I'm glad I did because I learned a lot, you know, a lot of things that I didn't know or that I did know, but here's a better way to frame it and things like that. And it actually led me to the behavior change specialist side of things as well. So it was a good decision to make, but um, yeah, officially only about six months. You have done, I just realized all these things that you're talking about with your partner and with the personal training and with the leaving, you know, connect, connecting on a different path to, you know, leave your job and do what you're doing now. This has all happened throughout COVID. It has. <laughs> yeah. The reason why I bring that up is because, and this is a very timely conversation with people that are, you know, have had so many transitions and so many things. I, I, I would, would beg to, I would, I would probably argue with someone saying that nothing has changed for them over this past 18 months. Cause I guarantee something has changed for everybody and transition is a huge, you know, word. And, you know, I just wonder, it's just great to see people who have used this, this very fearful time for again, a lack of better word, but it is a lot of fear and have used it to another, another buzzword pivot pivot (laughs) and, and try something and do something different. Like, was there, did that kind of what's been going on? I mean, it sounds like it's something that you've been planning for a while, but was, was it kind of like what lit the fire under your ass to finally be like, (laughs) That's a great question. Um, you know, with regards to my separation, because that was the kind of the first big event during COVID, right? I don't think COVID had anything really to do with that. I think it was just, it happened to align at the same time. We had been struggling for years to that point. It had been about three years that we, um, you know, it started about six months after we had Leo. And, um, well, you know, we decided to get into couples counseling and, it was good. And then it wasn't, it was good. Anyways, it was just, it was, it was time to have that conversation. We had checked all the boxes, you know, and that's, if you, if two people, that's another thing, you know, forget ego aside, if two people are going to make that decision, you want to make sure that you've checked all the boxes so that you can walk away saying there was no stone left unturned. We can actually walk away and say, we did our best and move on. So no, I wouldn't say, say, say COVID had anything to do with that. Um, and, you know, I don't know how much COVID really had to do with it, but I can tell you that from the health and wellness perspective, I can tell you that I certainly talked to enough people and experienced enough in my life with regards to COVID really affecting the mental health side of things and forget the mental health side of things, you know, keep that in mind. But the whole health and wellness, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm vaccinated. I don't judge you if you make the decision not to, or, or want to, that's, that's a, a human right, I believe to, to make that decision. Um, 
But what I can do is teach if you're someone who does not want to get the vaccine. I believe that there's very effective ways to increase your immune system and your health to um, a point where, you know, I'm not saying that you won't get it and not be affected, but health and wellness has a lot to do with your immune system. I would love to know if at some point during that time period that maybe I got it myself. I mean, there were a couple of times where I'm like, maybe I got tested and I wasn't, but there's just a lot on the health side that I believe, you know, the government and people are not talking about by way of things people can do to boost your immune system. Sure, get the vaccine if you want. I'm not saying don't, but there's a lot of things you can do if you're not vaccinated to improve your immune system and give yourself a, a great chance of, of um, you know, either getting it and beating it or, or um, you know, getting it and not even knowing. And I think that it basically what's, and I know that this could, this could be a very controversial topic. I'm like trying to watch my, <laughs> my word. It is. I know I'm same here. It's very sensitive, it's a very sensitive topic. And especially, you know, with the vaccine passports and, and here when I've had like fairly open conversations about that, but we're not, we're not going to make this podcast episode about that, but sure. Uh, but back to the health and wellness um, part of the whole thing, you know, I think what's, what's so positive about what's happened over the past year and a half is that it has it has put, like you said, health and wellness and mental health, like all that stuff really in the forefront of a uh, yep. big picture, because, you know, if we can't, if we can't hone in on that and be the, the, again, lack of better terminology, the best versions of ourselves that we can possibly be, then how are we supposed to be that? Uh, how are we supposed to be there for the world or for the universe or for other people? And, you know, it's just, it's really like getting back to basics again, right? Which is yeah. so wonderful in a sense. So, and with Hero being fully emerged in the yoga industry, I don't really teach yoga much anymore, but um, just how it's also flipped certain industries up on their heads because of being in person, not being able to do that as much anymore. Um, you know, with your personal training, Chris, and what you're doing, um, how have you noticed that's changed? Or are you doing most things virtually? How are, how are you kind of going about navigating all, all that is yeah. new, like a lot of it being new to you from changing careers, but yeah, for sure. It's all, it's all very new. Um, uh, for sure. To answer your question with regards to the personal training and the, the, um, the, the nutrition side of things, I guess we'll say mostly personal training. I'm just doing, I'm just taking on personal clients right now. I'm working on my other health and wellness business a little more prevalently, but my, I love that one-on-one -on -one interaction. I don't think I could ever get away from that. No matter how much my other health and wellness business takes off. I love that. I love that interaction. So I'm just taking personal, personal clients right now, but I'll do, I'm doing consultations and um, uh, someone I know who lives in Alberta, she wants to transition careers and she wants to um, get into uh, the police department and be a police officer. So I'm training her right now um, on how to, cause they, they have, I forget the name of the, the test that they do. It's a four minute test. It's, it's uh, half running and sprinting and half obstacle course and kind of muscle endurance and things. So I'm kind of developing a program for her mm. around the success of that, that whole test. So cool. it's mostly virtual, but I do do uh, personalized in-person um, training. 
I wonder how much that's going to change. Like, do you, I, I just always wonder, is this, is this enough what we're doing this virtual thing? I mean, you need, you really do need that personal like touch and the, the, yeah. the, the, oops, the energy of the people with you in the room, you know, like I just, I agree. It's, I mean, especially with yoga hero. I mean, I'm sure I, I don't know if you're doing um, virtual stuff with, with the yoga, but, it's it's a lot more. I remember I took some yoga classes myself. I was easily the least flexible person in the entire class. But that's good. Anyways, you won't get injured. There you go. <laughs> but just having the the you know seeing the instructor right there doing the movements from different angles, them walking around and sometimes correcting you or, or yeah. things like that. You know that to me, it's hard to to get a you know, the, the 100% experience of a yoga class without doing that. And I would agree with personal training. Hmm. I can give you the exercises. I can, you know, send you demonstration videos on how to perform, <clears throat> excuse me, proper form. But I like to be there and say, nope, just switch your elbow right here, arch your back a little bit more there. There's not you in that industry, in the health and wellness industry, it's performed uh, best at 100% when you're face-to-face so yeah exactly and i find that i've I've, when COVID started i was resistant to doing anything virtually because everybody was doing virtual and even instagram was like okay i I don't know how to handle these algorithms going on right now so then they had to figure it out uh but i didn't do it with the mindset of getting paid or making a profit i just did it to build community and to feel like there was a sense of structure for myself and then once i got tired of that after about three or four months kind of like june of 2020 uh and the studios started to kind of open up a little bit you know limited capacity and i went back to teaching in person it still wasn't the same because you know you have to stay where you're positioned you can't navigate the room you have no equipment you can't use any props you have your mat the very strict guidelines which are understandable for liability and for safety yeah. um so in terms of virtual teaching like i teach a corporate class actually on tuesdays um like a 45 minute yin yoga class and so that has been actually really nice to have once a week and i've seen that i've also tried teaching virtual classes uh for a couple months for another server and it didn't work out and i only had like one student a week and it's very challenging to teach to a camera uh totally you know it's just it's not the same so it's lonelier it's, it's lonelier, you it's, know? It's lonelier and the energy isn't the same and people are, you know, and thankfully the stuff that I was teaching was more kind of yin restorative passive. So it wasn't as needed to be looking at your students as much because their cameras are off. They were just chilling out. Mm. But I can imagine for all the power teachers out there, for the more athletic teachers out there, for trainers or fitness teachers out there that are teaching like your camera, good on you for, for sticking through it and making your living and trying to build community. But for me, I just wouldn't have been able to do it for anything other than stuff that I have been offering. Like it's just, it's mm. not like, yeah, I know we're not getting into the season for it, but um, did you ever do any outdoor yoga classes? Um, I didn't do anything outdoors. Actually, no, that's not true. I did do a couple outdoor classes for a nonprofit studio um, that's no longer around. But even that being said, in terms of like where I'm aligned and where I teach, I didn't have the ability uh, to have a following to build an outdoor class. And whenever I looked at outdoor offerings and things like that, I mean, I don't have enough of a community at that point to really generate people to come. Mm. Yeah. So I kind of just stuck with what I knew and 
taught my two or three classes a week instead of like 15 or 17 a week pre-COVID. Yeah. And that's also one reason why, you know, as Rachel was saying, or when you mentioned MIA in Toronto, like that's one reason why I want to explore moving to Toronto because there's a lot. Yeah, fair enough. You know, even with COVID, there's a lot of communities that are, are resurfacing that haven't closed down, that have been around for 10, 15, 20 years that are saying, nope, we're not, we're coming back and we're going to do it as best as we can. So there's more opportunity, right. even through the pandemic, starting to shift out, hopefully. I hope it's yeah. shifting out. I mean, well, it's really... Listen, I, I cannot behave any other way than thinking that we are getting close. Yeah. We're going to figure this thing out because, yeah. I'm not trying, not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but not even Debbie Downer. I think I'm just being a realist when I say this. I feel like, I feel like nothing is ever going to go back to normal, like quote unquote, whatever normal was just throw it out the window. Like I, you know, we we're humans. I think are, we are built to adapt. We are strong inside, even though it might not, I feel like almost this was like, this has been like a test to, for humanity to be like, no, you know what? You, you ha you're able to adapt. Like, we'll mm -hmm. throw shit in your face. You can do it. You really can. Yep. I don't really feel like it's going to be back to that normal. I really don't. I think it'll, it'll be a new normal. I think you're right. I think it'll be a new normal. But, you know, there's, you know, the face mask thing. I'll wear it right now. I would love if we got to a point where I didn't have to wear it. I like seeing people's faces. I mean, I've gotten to know a lot of eyes, but I like seeing people's faces and people yeah. smile. And yeah. anyway, yeah, that's, but think we'll see. It's, actually, it was funny. I was talking to my husband about this yesterday and we were, we went to do some errands to like Rona and Home Depot, whatever, some house stuff. And, you know, uh, even he was like, oh my God, this mask again. Like, oh, I forgot it in the car. Like, you're just like, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm so used to it now. But I said to him, like, you remember, you would see a lot of, you know, in uh, Asian cultures or things like that. And especially in Vancouver, we do have a lot of that population. And you would, before COVID, if somebody was sick in their culture or whatever, like you'd see people wearing face masks all the time. And that's what yeah. you see if you go to, I've never been to, you know, I don't know. I'm just putting, it's like just because it's a big, city but hong kong or like those yeah. Places. Yeah. you know i feel like that can't be a, i don't think that's a bad thing to be honest fair fair enough i i completely agree um certainly the i i don't know what the i gotta think flu rates or something is gonna go down as a result right but i just yeah it's that that connection i i told i do know what you mean as well i do um you know, and then I think that also what a lot of people are still struggling with, and I do as well, is I work from home. And, you know, you said something about, like, lonely, just having, like, one person or just speaking with a camera. You know, I've noticed, um, and for you, Chris, I'm not sure how it is because now you're working from home. It's only been two weeks. Yeah. It's different. But, um, you know, I find that, and I think advice for anybody working from home, like, to split up your day or to have to, you know, go outside and to... You know, some people never were used to doing work from home because of COVID have had to. And interestingly enough, like really having health slap them in the face because then they're, they're becoming more still, they're not moving their bodies, they're eating worse, their habits are, you know, catching up with them. And, you know, so have you noticed any, any of that yeah, yet? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, a couple of weeks before... I left my current job, I mapped out what my day would look like. I've only ever been in the corporate world. 
I know when I'm supposed to be there. I know generally when I'm supposed to leave. So I had to map out my day. Here's what it looks like from 5 a.m., which I get up religiously every day, 5 a.m. to the end of the day, everything, hour by hour. And it'll fluctuate, but it keeps me honest because a part of me is like, oh man, I'm, you know, I'm institutionalized. I've been in this, in this like now I'm, now I'm, you know, effort-based, self-paced, all of that stuff. So I had to map out my day. And uh, part of the day is stop, go outside, go for a walk, come back, make food. Like I literally wrote this stuff down to remind myself here's to how to structure the day. And it's been absolutely beautiful. It's been good, fantastic. You know, the first hour and a half, two hours of my day is personal growth and getting the mind prepped for the day and in the right framework. And yeah, it's been great. That is not an easy thing to do though, man. <laughs> no, I know. You know, COVID, yeah, I mean, through that experience, I would say, you know, the, the most I've taken from, from the COVID experience and just kind of seeing what's happening with things out in the world is that, you know, a lot of people, I've seen a lot of my friends who were okay, they, their jobs continued through. Um, a lot of them didn't. And I saw that struggle. And for me, you know, my other health and wellness business, you know, I decided to um, transition into network marketing as, as part of my path was a supplemental income. As part of that, I saw that the, the health benefits that it provided me. So I was like, I'm on my way, I'm on my journey of health coaching, I'm going to jump into this and see and it was, you know, supplemental income. And then, I mean, here we are today. But what COVID taught me is a supplemental income is probably a good thing. The other thing it taught me is that so much is moving direct to consumer. I've seen big corporations downsize because they realize people can work from home. We don't need these big rents that are coming in. We can save on the bottom line. And a lot of stores, a lot of my favorite stores are now online. So I get everything, you know, so it's those two things I would say to just round out that question you asked were the things that I really took from, from COVID. Right. Can I, okay. And I, because it's funny, it's, it's kind of great, I guess that we're not, I don't know if it's great. That's a bad thing to say, but <laughs> talked about your, what you're really doing right now with network marketing, which I like better than multi, whatever they call it, you know? Well, so network marketing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> network. Well, I'm not sure what your question was, was going to be, but there's, you know, network marketing, and like multi, it is kind of multi-level marketing, right? It is the same thing. Yeah. A lot of people say, you know, they, they attach pyramid scheme to it. And that's fair. Trust me, that's fair. I get why that is. There's, you know, been a lot of network marketing companies. Actually, my mom was involved in two growing up. And I used mm. to be like, mom, what are you doing? Like, this is, <laughs> and I feel bad now. I do feel badly that I, that I uh, gave her such a hard time, but you know, there's a lot of multi-level marketing companies still, yeah. it's gotten better, but still that kind of give a bad taste the way they operate. But not only that, individuals within those companies, whether they be good or bad, that are operating their businesses um, in not, not the best way. I think people, a lot of people think, have the stigma that it's preying on, right? And I certainly did as well. So I... I, I, I did my own research and I mean, the fact that I'm involved in this industry is, is, is shocking to me. That's what I always, you know, you, we always play that game with each other. If I could see five years into the future, where would I be? What would I be doing? And, you know, 
it's it would shock me today but um anyways it's uh everything is a pyramid in my mind everything is multi-level you know you, the corporation i just left from there's a ceo there's middle managers there's workers you know what i mean so to just think of it as a pyramid to me is a little bit narrow focused um yeah so i i definitely educate people on that but but the the company i'm involved with as far as a company and an outlook which just in a nutshell is is people in the planet versus profits over profits mm. and you know, they're a B Corp certified company. There's just a lot of reasons why I wanted to get involved. I have been doing a lot more research on the planet and the planet's health and sustainability and just yeah. the overall health and wellness that's brought um, through through the, the, the company that I'm involved with is just a, a beautiful thing. And I choose to operate my business uh, from a service mindset rather than a sales mindset. And I think right. that that's really important. You know, whenever I'm talking to someone, I would be doing a disservice if I didn't share with you what I do. If you're not interested, that's fine. But I'm not going to be able to not share what I do in the opportunity that I could help you either with health and wellness or in leveling up your life. If you if you feel like this is a, a path that you want to embark on. Um, so that's just my mentality and, and we'll see, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a timeline in mind. I'm just loving what I'm doing and, and we'll see the future has everything planned out perfectly. And I can only imagine that the, this network marketing companies, I mean, this is a great time to get into that. Cause I feel like, you know, every, so many people are in that place in their lives where, you know, perhaps because of COVID realizing that they can do what you're doing, Chris, and it's unbelievable. It's really, if people can get over what they think they know about the industry, you have no idea what, what can open up for you. It is absolutely unbelievable. Hero talked about, um, with regards to yoga community, yep. Yep. community is so important. And if someone were to ask me, what do I love the most about the health and wellness company that I'm involved with? I would say the community, it is such a diverse group of people all with the same opportunity. There's no better opportunity for men. There's no better opportunity for women. There's no better opportunity for whatever your background is. You are all on a level playing field and it is up to you how you want to run your business. And, uh, and you're helping people at the same time. You know, it's health and wellness, but it's not one of those, here's a magic pill and here's how you'll look 30 days from now. It's one of those, you know, we have a 30 day to healthy living is what we call it. And it's exactly what it sounds, 30 days to healthy living. It's designed to show you how to live a healthy lifestyle while not sacrificing the things that we, that all get us to tick. I don't know about you, my vice is pizza. <laughs> I had pizza two nights ago and it was glorious but I don't feel any guilt because I know what the healthy lifestyle is that I'm, I'm living and, and that's it. So it's just, it's beautiful. That's wonderful. So it's interesting. Every time we chat with guests, we kind of take a look at how the time basically flies by, um, given that yeah, no doubt. 
quarter after nine. Uh, and so what me and Rachel always love to check in before we uh, kind of get your handles and get where people can connect with you and stuff is um, where do you want to see yourself? Like it's funny, where do you want to see yourself in five years? But where would you, have to, I always like to pull it back and say kind of where do you want to see yourself in six months from now? Like really like a breaking it down even more tangibly. Like what, what, what can we expect or what do you want to expect from yourself and as we move through the rest of the year into the next year? That, uh, that's a great question. The five years from now, I have a very, very clear answer. Breaking it down even more, you know, I'm working with a business coach right now, actually, and, uh, and we're doing that. We're, we started at five years, and now it's like, how about four? What do you feel at three? What are you doing? What are you doing at two? What are you doing at one? So, um, you know, are you talking more about personally or in business? No, about you as a person me as a person. Okay. I'm doing, you know, I think that we are all, you know, we're never perfect. And I think that six months from now, you know, there's a couple of categories in, in, in my life, just with regards to mindset and personal growth that, that I, that I'd like to achieve. So I think six months from now, I would not only like to see myself in a clearer framework of 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 positivity and growth and you know i'll just be completely vulnerable with you guys here is that it's you know i think our confidence can always be be better you know we have those moments of of you know sometimes imposter syndrome and mm -hmm. things like that and just sometimes you you step outside of yourself and you're wondering you know am am i doing the right thing am i but, you know, I think it's, I want to see myself stay consistent and diligent and, um, and confident in the path that I'm, that I'm on. And so I just have those moments, but I always, you know, we bring it back to fear. There's so many acronyms for fear, but the one I love the most is face everything and rise. Yep. You know, when you hear fear, face everything and rise and yeah. So now when I see the word fear, I think about that and it just gets me into a different framework. So I'm not sure if that answers your question, but I would just like to see my personal growth continue. And I would love to um, have, have people that, that I've, I've helped realize, realize that in the near future. That's awesome. Very well said. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it's the, you know, it's the best to, I think that, this is just a personal feeling, but I think that maybe some people are missing out in their lives if they don't really necessarily have something where they can somehow help the better good or the the greater good, excuse me, of society or of, of yeah. people. But that's just that's just me because I feel like it. For me, I feel like something is missing in my life if all I'm doing is you know going from you know point A to point B, you know doing my for again, I've said this so many times in this podcast, for a lack of better word, that mundane kind of daily routine, you know, coming home, doing my thing, and then eating, sleeping, repeat, you know. But if I can do something, like even so that's why the podcast, you know, that's why these these little and it doesn't have to be um doesn't have to be like your entire day of work doesn't have to necessarily be your passion. It can be these little snippets, little slivers. Yeah, that's a great and that's I, a great point. Well, because I think some people just think it's all or nothing. It's like, okay, well, I either have to, okay, does that mean I have to pivot and my whole life has to change in order for me to change someone else's lives? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. And you think about it personally too. 
you know, anyone listening out there, it, it start, start by doing something different each day, something little, something uncomfortable. You know, I try and do something different every day, something I otherwise wouldn't do, whether it be a little switch up in my routine or even a different exercise at the gym that I didn't want to do. Cause we're all such creatures of routine and comfort, but mm -hmm. you know, success always lies on the other side of discomfort. So as much as you can be uncomfortable and dive into to uh, the things that make you uncomfortable, you grow as a person. It's just, it's fascinating how it happens when you just start doing these little things. And well said, very well said. Yep. Yep. So, as we sort of start to wrap up, how can people find you? We always put things in our show notes, but if there's, you know, something you want to leave with, if they want to leave, um, not even just your handles, but you know, uh, who, who are you trying to, I guess, connect with it's probably anybody but <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not i'm not picky about who i who i connect with i, I want to connect with with people that that um that get value from from what i'm doing you know i might not not be for everybody but if i am uh you certainly the best place to find me would be on uh instagram so it's at chris menz m-e-n-z and um, people can always email me as well, which is uh, chrismz's at gmail.com. I'll give you, I'll give you guys my, my information, but those are the, probably the two best places to connect with me. Love. Amazing. Amazing. Super simple and easy. And social media is a great way to build your network and also a way to for people to easily access or message you. So uh, definitely, if you want to get in touch with Chris, please uh, follow up with him. And uh, hopefully this dialogue with three of us will provide and prompt people to take action on their life. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Absolutely. I went like this because I always like, Hero, are you there? Are you there? Right. I'm the Hero's other right here for me. I know. It's the reverse. It's the reverse. It's the reverse. Yeah. Hero, I have a quick question for you. Sure, shoot. Because I'm curious. I understand that Hero is not your given name, and I it's really not. want to know what it is. <laughs> I don't speak of my given of my birth name. However, what I do, if it's in a post or someone mentions it, then I don't censor or delete it. Okay. What I can speak, yeah, because otherwise it's like, okay, come on, that's a little bit harsh. Um, yeah, yeah. Because again, like I'm not trans, I'm cisgendered and stuff, so it's not like it's a dead name, but in a sense, it's a dead name because it's not the name that I've been addressed by uh, by anybody for at least uh, a decade now, which is wild to think it's been that long, um, maybe even like 15 years. But I can say that the name Hero generated itself from when I was quite young, and it came from my favorite video game character, because I'm a major gamer, and a major nice. ro roleplay gamer. So a lot of characters and stories, and you're basically playing through a movie and the characters, and you're interacting as those characters. So Hero came from that, and then the two eyes, because people wonder, why is it not an E? Why is it one eye? Well, for me, one eye looks really insignificant. No offense to those that are named Hero and that have one eye but if you're looking at the way that uh in anime dubbing how they say hero which is basically like saying george or tom or john or bob yeah. it's a very common name uh it's always hito and so when i think about that it sounds like an e so if you have two eyes it's in my mind it's phonetically sound like an e sound instead of an i and so it's interesting when people are unsure because people 
most people get say hero, but some people say hyro, and I'm like, it's not hyro. Like it was hyro. That's why I took, I why I put one extra I in because if yeah. it was one I, then people might might pronounce it as two syllables, which would be hyro. And I'm thinking, yeah. I was trying to prevent this from happening, but people yeah, actually yeah. are not sure what the fuck they're supposed to say. So how is that making any sense? My youngest, my youngest son's name is Zay, and it's Z-E with an accent. And you'd oh, be wow. shocked how many people are like, Z? Uh, really? There's an accent there, you know? There's a reason it's, for that. Yeah. And well, I'm, so, curious, I'm curious to ask you, with you mentioning the name Zay, what was the inspiration for the name, if there was one? Yeah, there was for sure. My um, my ex Chantel, her dad's name is Jose, and it's mm. a Portuguese name. And when he was growing up, his uh, his friends would would call him Zay, and mm. we just liked that shortened version. So that's where that came from. That's a really cool name, and it's I know I agree, right? It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's a cool name, and it's it's interesting to me that Canadians can't pronounce it because with the accent, that's like a French as well. Yeah, I know. You would think- I just, with a name like Zay, I imagine him being like the life of the party. Like, oh, you hear Zay's coming to the party? You know, yeah. like, I just can picture that now. Not to yeah. fast forward too, uh, too far, but. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I agree with that. That's awesome. And also, what's your other child's name then? Uh, Leo. Right. That's right. Leo. Love that. Yeah. I love that. Cute. Yeah. And the when I went like this, I wanted Hero to an- to ask our last question. Oh, that's what that was. Sorry, I'm still asleep. Oh, um, this is the last question. No, I got it. Got it. Well, no, we. It's funny. Rachel's like, eventually we'll we'll switch this up. And I'm like, no, most likely not, because it's been pretty consistent since we started. But one of the things that we like to ask our our guests, because it's a fun and lighthearted question, is as we are the Getting Juicy podcast, if you could be any kind of juice what kind of juice would you choose to be and why? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> you know, I get, I'd say, I'd say passion fruit. Aww. I'd say passion fruit because I'm very passionate and uh, I'd like to say sweet at the same time. So that's I, what I would say. You do have a very sweet passion and very sweet demeanor for sure. If you were gay, oh, you. If you were gay and I was staying in Vancouver, then that would be, you know, Perfect. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm flattered. I am flattered. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh man, I that's the first time we've had passion fruit. I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, yeah. Had like a few pineapples, a few um, grape juice. Yeah. Celery. Ju- we've had we had a lot of yeah, but first first passion fruit. So yeah. yeah nice. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Wheatgrass came to mind as well, but I'm like, there's not a lot of places you can go with that. You know, it's bitter and it's dark. (laughs) (laughs) Very and medicinal. It's healthy though. It's healthy. So I don't know. It's very healthy. It is very healthy and has lots of benefits for sure, which is amazing. So absolutely. Um, Is there, is there anything else you want to leave or drop before, you know, I think as we were going to say before we, you know, wrap it up. There is one thing that I want to say, and it's uh, it's a story that I heard, a very very short story I heard from Jim Carrey of all people. And I don't know if you guys know a lot about Jim Carrey, the the uh, the deeper side, but he has become he's an unbelievable man, unbelievable man. We could do a whole podcast on Jim Carrey, but I love him. Yes, in the in the nature of choosing love over fear, 
which we began this podcast on. I want to leave you with this story that Jim Carrey told about his dad. He said, he said, my dad could have been an excellent comedian, but he chose to become an accountant in the safe job and do a nine to five. And when Jim was 13 years old, his dad got let go from that job, that safe job. And he says he's learned, he's learned many lessons through his father throughout the years, not the least of which is that you can fail doing something you don't want. So why not take a chance doing something you love? So I want to leave everybody with that. That's awesome. I love that. And I love, I love Jim Carrey too. He's full of love. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. I haven't heard that. That's probably amazing. Yeah. Thank you again so much, Chris. Thank you guys. This was fun. This is, you guys have such a good energy on this thing. Um, it's just the, it's so loose and I like the, the format of just having a conversation and just like it, it's, it's titled getting juicy. It's just <laughs> letting it fly, letting the conversation fly. So, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to do this again one day in the, in the future. So Absolutely. a lot of fun. Absolutely open to that for sure. Thank you for the kind words. That really means a lot. It's what we strive for about our podcasts and making sure that it's its own creation every single yeah, and, and and never never stop this. Keep going. Keep <laughs> having conversations with people. It's 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 fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if you know other people that might be aligned with this type of format that are in different or similar industries, feel welcome to let Rachel 100%. and myself know as well. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Have no a worries, guys. You as well. Rest of your day. You as well. Thank Great. you. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye.